1: Welcome to Homeschool Your Way. My name is Jana Cook. I'm your host and Bookshark's community manager. Today, I have a special guest with me to talk about, I'm sure, everybody's favorite subject math. Actually, her name is Nicole, the math lady. And while we are going to touch on the subject of math, more importantly, we are going to be here to encourage you in your journey of homeschool. So let me welcome Nicole.
2: Hi, Jana. <laughs> You made me laugh when you said that because I could hear the sigh of a few people going math. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. Some of those people go, wait, I have on the wrong episode. (laughs) By the end, though, they're going to be like math. Like that's, that's, this is what I'm going for. Like, yes, math is, is where it's at. <laughs> yes. It's interesting because there is such a um,
1: feeling of lack of confidence. I think in general, in our society about math, again, maybe an overgeneralization, but, and then you take that down a little bit more to education and then you come down a little even further to homeschool and it's kind of like math, eek,
2: yeah. right? Yeah. I definitely have a lot of people when they when they see what we do around math, they're like, oh, like the, the first thing they say is, you know, I'm not a math person. Mm-hmm. I hear that a lot. I'm more of an, you know, English language, literature person, I'm mm-hmm. not a math person. And I'm like, okay, I realize I call it math trauma. There's a lot of like leftover math trauma from when we were in school, but here's the good news. We're going to resolve that math trauma. We're going to do it in the next hour, believe it or not. <laughs> we're going to resolve it. And we're gonna give people, you know, the tools that they need to be able to not only just teach math, but like be inspired around it and have fun with it.
1: Yeah. I definitely want people to walk away with the idea of when they hear the word math, it's not like right. <laughs> <laughs> it's more that that, that laughter, that joy, like. No, it doesn't have to be, we don't have to, you know, trudge through it. We don't have, let's just get through it so we can get to the next thing. Uh, We can be in the moment, no matter what we're teaching in our homes and um, find the beauty in each of those subjects. So I hope that is um, what comes out of this
2: together today.
1: Why don't you introduce yourself by explaining how you got into the field of homeschooling?
2: Okay. So, well, here's what the interesting is. I am currently a homeschooler but I actually started Nicole the math lady before I became a homeschooler. I became a convert. <laughs> so here's how I started. So I had a whole life in the corporate world. Uh, I, I knew very early on, I was meant to be a teacher. Like I knew that, but I also knew what teachers dealt with, you know, I like the public schools, uh, the administration, the testing. I just wanted to teach. I just wanted to be me and the kids and teaching. But I realized that our schools, there's not a lot of that going on, you know, lately. It's hard. I just say it's hard to do that, right? Love teachers, love what they do. But I knew that part was not for me. So I went into the corporate world and I did teaching in the corporate world for a long time. But then, you know, sometimes life events send us in different directions, right? I call it the hard right turn in your life. Like you're going down the path and then woo, we're going this way now. <laughs> I had one of those moments um, and it was around my son. Uh, quick, quick little story. So I have a son who at three years old was diagnosed with autism, right? So life, you know, became very, a bit of a challenge at that moment. And I knew me being on the road was not the best thing for him. So I said, okay, we're going to reinvent ourselves. And I said, what do you love to do? I said, I love teaching kids one-on-one. So I started tutoring and I was tutoring this one child very far from where I lived. It was such a great session, but I was like, man, it takes a long time to get here. And then I thought, well, I could just send her a video. (laughs) I could send her a video. And then, boom, that's how Nicole the Math Lady was started. So so that's how I, and then I found out there was this whole world of homeschooling where people could use those resources. And then during the pandemic, I myself took my son out of school and became a homeschooler as well. Wow. Yeah. That's what the medium-length version. <laughs> that's yeah, the medium well, version.
1: What a journey to um kind of almost full circle use the very thing that you wanted to use and are passionate about, passionate about, but then it come back into your home and see the benefit of and then to meet all the families that you yourself are now helping in the homeschool community is um is a lot of, it's a lot of fun to see when you, when you are contributing to a community that not only is growing leaps and bounds, um, but that you have heart ties to.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally I tell people I go through exactly the way you feel about math is the way I feel about other subjects. (laughs) So I do the same thing. You know, I, I literally, I go through the same angst about making sure, you know, do I, am I doing everything right? Am I doing the most for my kids? I think that's just something innate within us as parents that we want to do right by our children. So, but I go through the exact same cycle. And and one thing that was interesting for me is that I did not know when I first started Nicole, the math lady, that my customer, I thought my customer was, was the kids. I teach kids, right? I teach them math, but I learned very quickly. Really? I was just as there for the mamas and maybe some of the papas as I was for the kids, you know, cause when I go to the conventions, you know, I think I get more hugs from the mamas than I do from, I mean, I get a lot from the kids, but I get a lot of hugs from the mamas. Yeah. It's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. I love how we think it's one thing. And yeah. then really when we're, I mean, that's, that's parenting. I think as a whole, like we think like we're going to have these babies and they're going to be so much fun and they're going to listen to us. <laughs> and then <laughs> the reality of parenting right. and, and the hard work that it is. I was saying to my husband the other day, it's ironic that we go to school for engineering. We go to school for teaching for to be doctors, all these professions. Why isn't it required that we go to school for parenting? Because if that right. isn't something that
2: requires instruction, yeah, I don't know what is. Right. I mean, didn't you think that your kids were going to pop out just like you? <laughs> like I did. I thought oh, they'll just be little Nicole's and I'll know exactly what to do with them. And because I would, you know, just do what I would do to my with myself. And um, no, there I mean, there's some ways that my kids are very similar to me. Don't tell my daughter that, by the yeah, way. Don't. But, you know, <laughs> but there in other ways, it's amazing to me how much is already there at a very young age. It's, it's pretty amazing when you think about that.
1: And what works for one child who is in the exact same home. And, right. and for me, I have twins. So it's even more mind boggling that one twin is an excellent driver. She got licensed on her 16th birthday. She yeah. is just, I mean, I, I trust her with my life and the life of my other children. Now, her sister, on the other hand, I'm like, um, <laughs> maybe driving's just not for you. Right. Uber, Uber. You're going to going everywhere. <laughs> Well, wait, you have a twin. She could drive you everywhere. But, you but yeah, and so many times my girls will be like, we understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, but we do not understand.
2: Right, right. I, totally I'm like,
1: I don't know how to say it any differently. Yeah, one will interpret for the other, you know? <laughs> yeah, what she means to say is. Right. Oh, boy, this is is quite the journey for sure. And then we Definitely. add in homeschooling, so. Not only are you trying to raise good humans, but now we're trying to teach these good humans at the same time and the, the joys and the sorrows that can come in the midst of that.
2: Yeah, it's definitely, oh my gosh. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely say it's, it's been one of the more challenging things that I've done in my life, but also by far the most, the more rewarding, you know, um, you know, I'm obviously an educator, right? So I thought when I jumped in, I would know exactly what to do. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's something that comes, you know, with the territory of being the mom and then being the teacher. And sometimes, you know, I'm blending those roles at the same time. Sometimes that works. Sometimes that doesn't, you know? And, you, and like last night we were working on something and my son was getting frustrated and I had to really like listen to how I was speaking to him. And I was like, okay, you're, you're the cause of the frustration, Nicole. Because <laughs> I was speaking to him like a little, you know, and then I was like, uh, let's, try, let's use some of the tools that you share with parents, Nicole, and see if it actually works. And then it's amazing. He relaxed, I relaxed. He started to get things right. I was like, wow, it's good to know that when you actually like, you know, turn it on, it, it, it still does work. Like you have, sometimes you have to just find your way on, on which role you're playing at which time and at which moment it needs to be blended and which moment it, it doesn't, you know, and it usually can look at the child and they're a great indication of, um, who are you being at this moment? Do you know?
1: Yeah. And which child needs it and which child doesn't, because I have one child that is incredibly easygoing and I can stay mom because that relationship uh, probably because we are very similar and laid back in ways. So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't have to, I don't have to get firm with this. And the, and her twin, she's like, why are you yelling at me? I'm like, I kind of feel like you don't hear me until I take it up a notch. And I would right. love for it not to be that way, but let's find a happy medium here. And so the, yeah. the joys of the joys of parenting that brings yeah. us to our time
2: for a homeschool hack. What do you have for us? Nicole? Ah a homeschool hack. Okay, so, you know, this is something I know that we've chatted about in, in the past. So, I am like the the perfect outsourcing woman. You know, so for example, with my my mom, I'm really blessed. Like one of the reasons we moved to Florida was that my parents were here, right? And we wanted our children to grow up around my parents and to have that grandparent relationship. So, every day my mom calls the house and handles three things with my son. So, it's like the homeschooling and the family hack at the same time and my mother my mother is in charge of justin practicing his piano and they read a book together because you know it frees me up to go and do some of the things that i love to do in that moment my parents love it cuz they get to connect with him every day and they get to have a concert right we say that it's not he's not practicing he's putting on a concert for my parents and then they read a book together so like my hack is Hey, if you've got grandparents, aunts, uncles, anybody that might like, you know, a teach back, a concert, <laughs> a moment with your child, you can make that, you know, like a, you can make that a routine. Mm-hmm. So it gets done with somebody other than yourself. And like, you're creating special moments for them. Like, we, we find, it took me a while to figure that out, but I was like, mom, I need help. I'm not getting it all done. And I'm like, my mom's great with my son. So let's see what I can like what pieces she would enjoy doing with him. And like, now it's their thing. Like they mm-hmm. FaceTime. I you mean, know, I had to teach her how to use Zoom. <laughs> you know, it took like about a year of, mom, I need you to click on this button and it'll call <laughs> them. <laughs> it took a while, but once we got it set, you know, it, I love hearing them talk on the phone because there's usually all this laughter and joy. And I'm like, homeschool's getting done. And we're creating moments between, you know, grandma and grandson. I love it.
1: I enjoy hearing this hack because I think sometimes as a mom, when I outsource something and I see the enjoyment that my children are having without me, or let's say in spite of me, right? there's part of my heart that's like, well, how come we couldn't have had that together? But the yeah. truth of the matter is I can't have it all with my kids. Like I mean, if somebody has, I'd love to hear, write a book because I'll, I'll read it, but there are just, there's not enough hours in the day. There is so many things to be done. And, and if you're a working parent, like you and I are, there's, you know, we need to outsource, but in that outsourcing, encouraging parents that you're going to hear that enjoyment being had with someone else, you're going to hear that person say the same thing that you said. And now all of a sudden your child gets it and they're enjoying it. And I think just to speak to my own heart, like just take a deep breath, appreciate that they are having a good time. And I think part of it, probably testifies to my FOMO, a fear of missing out. And so, you know, maybe not all parents are like that, but I know for me, I'm like, I wanted to be the one, but I have to be realistic. And so.
2: What can I tell you? It's even more so when you real, you hear your mom say something and you're like, man, I wouldn't have done it that way. She did it better than me. (laughs) You're like, okay. Yeah, I guess. I mean, obviously I'm I'm doing it because I trust my mom. I'm, you know, again, I love the I love that they have this great relationship, but sometimes I'll be like, she got him to do things that I haven't been able to do. And at the end of the day, if that's really what I want. But I have that too. I'll be walk, walking past because again, the pianos and like our, you know, obviously living room space. So I could hear when they're talking and they're laughing. And And here's the other thing too. I'm always amazed at how much energy they have. Because, you know, sometimes as a parent, we're just like, we're down to like this much <laughs> and then, but they're fresh, right? They can come in for, it's literally like 30 to 40 minutes a day. Right. Yeah. And they come in with all this energy and with all this like different perspective. And I'm like, I'm so tired. I just want to go over here and sit while you guys are doing your, you know, your performance. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, I'm so thankful that I, I'm able to do that. You know, and if you don't have like a grandparent or, you know, aunt or uncle. It could be the neighbor's kid, you know, that you're like swapping lawns, lawn mowing services with, like it really can be, sometimes they just need an audience, mm-hmm. you know, to practice something or do something. So yeah, that's my hack. That's yeah, my hack.
1: That's good. And for those people who feel, you know, again, we're still in the, uh, the pan. you know, the virus is still around. I mean, and there are yeah. still people who are um, very protective of their time. Like you said, FaceTime is a good way. But my goodness, animals, they have proven kids who read to animals, who play for animals, who talk to animals. It doesn't even have to be a dog. My one daughter has a tortoise and she's in there talking to her (laughs) tortoise. And so I'm always like, you know, does he
0: respond to you? That's a
2: captive audience right there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, at least with the dog, you get a tail wag or a lick or head on the lap. But the tortoise, I don't know what she's getting, but hey, it is, it's working. So we will just, uh, we'll let it keep going. I love that. I love that. I'm, I'm, take,
2: I'm taking that hack too, because we have a dog.
1: <laughs> I remember going into a, our local library and in one of the rooms, it was closed off and they brought in dogs and they were having mm. the kids that they, especially kids who were reluctant readers or hesitant readers or had some issues with reading. Um, and then that was safe to do with a dog because yeah. there was just love there. Nicole, why don't we do this with math? I mean... <laughs>
2: If we're talking about anxiety. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's so fun. As I said, like for many moms who come to us, they come to us and they're almost like, they they take the heavy burden of math and they're like, here, (laughs) help me. And I'm like, it's okay, mamas. We're gonna, I say we're a tag team. You know, like we're like a triangle. There's our student that we're trying to take care of. And then there, you're the mom. I said, mom, I'm gonna take some of those teaching duties, some of those grading duties away from you. So you, but you're still involved. Like, mm-hmm. I still need you to be the coach. You know, I need, I need you to be the person overseeing all of this, that it gets done, that it, there's, you know, when there's corrections, I can't necessarily see all of that. Right. So right. we're going to, I said, we're going to come in and I'm going to become part of your team. And I mean, I, I, I love to see that. Like what a, when a mom, like literally we'll hear stories of like moms who will say, like you saved my homeschool. You know, mm-hmm. I was literally thinking I couldn't. I couldn't go on really just, you know, it was so difficult, whether it was the relationship, because we know, you know, we, we know at a certain time, sometimes they get a little older and they're like, yeah, I'm kind of done hearing from you. <laughs> you know, I need to hear from somebody else. You know, we know we have those moments or just that again, it's not their passion, right? Math isn't their passion. They have some of that math trauma from when they were in school themselves. And it's really hard to teach on top of something that you hate. hmm or that you don't enjoy. Yeah. Now I do tell mamas though, like, here's the cool part. Like when you re, and see if you've noticed this, like when you relearn things as an adult, you have context that you did not have when you were a kid. So to me, relearning things as an adult is so much cooler. I'm like, why don't we just like play until we're like about 18 and then go to school (laughs) because I love learning things as an adult. Like it just think, and you're like, oh, that makes so much more sense, you know? So, you know, I always tell parents, listen, if you want to do it, you can relearn it. Like we'll have parents who just like use our service just to reteach themselves,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
2: and they'll write into our like Facebook group. Like, you know, I stunk at math when I was in school, but I really want to like, I want to improve myself. I want to, I want to tackle that. I want to know that I can do that. So they'll like use our tools to, to teach themselves which is just as exciting for me, knowing that we're affecting not only the parent or not only the child, but the parents as well.
1: You've been asking for it, and now we have it. Payment plans. Bookshark now offers an in-house, no interest, no fee payment plan that spreads your payments over three, six, even nine months. You'll see this new option when you check out. Select credit card, then choose payment plan. You'll still get your curriculum immediately with speedy FedEx shipping, but you won't have to pay the full amount all at once. What a relief to the budget, right? Find details, restrictions, plus a payment plan calculator on the Bookshark website under About. We're making it easier than ever to fit the best secular literature-based curriculum into your budget. Interesting about math, and I don't know if you find this, when we talk about other subjects, we can talk about integration, right? I know with Bookshark, our history and our language arts are integrated, and so they work yeah. together. What you're learning about, you're reading about, you're connecting with. You have you have an emotional experience with surrounding a story or a character. And some, for some reason, at least in my experience, math is kind of put on its own island. And they're like, mm-hmm. "Now go to the island of math, and when you have completed it, we will, you know, we'll send the boat back for you, and you may come back into the world." But It's this, it's this idea of a separate entity. And I've had parents come to me and say, Hey, do you recommend um, like a life skills kind of math? And I want to say all of math is life skills. Why are we, why are we separating it? And so when I can say to my girls, when they're like, why do we have to know this? I can, you know, I can do this, whatever. So, well, you can do it. You can use a calculator your whole life, but if you don't know how to use the calculator to get what you want, Yeah. If you don't know how to put it in properly or what functions to use, that calculator does you absolutely no good. But when you need to know how much 60% is off of that dress that you want, okay, that's important. That's right. Now we're talking fractions, decimals,
2: (laughs) (laughs) percentages, right? Yeah. Can I tell you something funny? So I have, okay, I know this is going to be a little difficult for the podcasters who are listening. So I'm going to have to be very descriptive, but I've got like all my like little, tchotchkes that I use to play with in my seminars sitting next to me here, right? So I'm gonna grab one of them for for those people who might see it on YouTube. But give me one second here. Hold on. So you know, you know when we are taught geometry, they usually hand you like a page full of formulas, right? Yeah. Radius, square, I mean it like a page full of formulas, look memorize it. I know when I was in school and I was taught it, those formulas meant nothing to me. Now I was a good student, so I could memorize them, but the formulas didn't mean anything, which means they didn't stick. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So we, in one of our workshops, we teach like, okay, I don't really want you to know the formula without knowing like what it is, like what it's for, right? So we're talking about like finding the volume of a cylinder and I whip out the Pringles. (laughs) (laughs) Now
1: you're speaking my language,
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Oh, the volume of the cylinder and the knowing what the, and people are like, you know, it's some formula or it's finding the volume of what's in this can. Like how many, how can I fill up this can? Right. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, if you're going to learn one form, we're gonna get mathy here for a second. Okay. (laughs) But if you're going to learn one formula, right, learn this one, which is the area of this base, right? The space is what it's a circle. Okay. Mm -hmm. So those of you, I'm holding up the the Pringles can and I'm looking at the bottom, I see a circle. So the area of the base is the space of the, of the bottom, right? Like the, 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 all the space in the middle of the circle. Okay. All right. Well, if you can learn just that one formula, you can learn like half of geometry that has a circle in it. Mm -hmm. Right. So that one formula, pi radius squared. All right. It's, It's a whole other class to explain what pi is. But like most people remember that one, right? Pi radius squared. Yeah. All right. Well, if I said, uh, what's the formula of a cylinder, you could sit there and memorize it. Or you could say, wait a second, I'm just trying to fill this can mm-hmm. of Pringles. So isn't it like this circle pushed all the way up through mm-hmm. this can? That's it's all the space and I have salt and vinegar. So it's like, <laughs> woo, it's all the space in the can, right? So what's this thing called from the bottom of this to the top of this or the bottom of my feet to the top of my head is called the height. And I go, well, guess what the formula for a cylinder is? The area of the base, pi radius squared times the height. That's it. And they're like, and they'll and then they'll they'll remember that. They're not gonna <laughs> remember pi radius squared times the height on their own, because they memorized it when they were like you know, 10 or 12, right. They're like, wait, I can imagine this Pringles can with a, with a circle Mm -hmm. push it through with the, how many Pringles can I get in here? We can get, but then wait, I have to mess them up a little bit and I have to even go further. This is my cone, but these are the same, right? Mm -hmm. Well, isn't this cone just, I took, it's kind of hard. I took my Pringles and I cut off a third on this side and I cut off a third on this side And I got left with a third in the middle. Well, so the area of a cone, a volume of a cone is one third. Hmm. By radius squared times H. Okay. I gave you this math lesson. Hopefully people who are listening followed that. But my point is, like, who cares if you've got the formula just so you can do a problem? I'm talking about life here. Like, how many Pringles can I get in that can? (laughs) Let's talk about importance or how much more importantly, how many Pringles could
1: they have fit more in that can? Because we know it's not full when we opened it. Right.
2: (laughs) So like, to me, like that's the excitement of math. It's everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. You go to the grocery store and we're talking about measurements and we're talking about how do you convert measurements? And it's just literally everywhere. But for some reason we get very mathy. Mm -hmm. When we talk about math, we're going to talk about it in this silo of Mm -hmm. numbers and formulas and processes. And it's like, where I get excited is making it, you know, turn from some generic formula sheet to how many more Pringles can we get into this can, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I love math. It is everywhere. And and when we think about it like that, then really just anybody can do it. It just needs to be explained to you, not Mm mathy,
1: you know? Yeah, there has been times um, in in the last few years where I've been introduced to different types of math curricula and I go, oh, that's all it is. Again, I'm at a 44 year old's brain and not not an eight year old anymore, but right. I'm like, I tell parents I could have been an engineer if somebody <laughs> had would have explained math yeah. That way, I always thought I wasn't very good at math. I, I'm not a math person, but yeah. as I've retaught myself teaching my children at home, I'm excited. My problem is it's clicking for me because now I have the reference of the lessons when I was a child. Yeah. I have the the frame of mind as an adult, but then when my kids go, I still don't get it. I'm like,
2: <laughs> I don't, I don't. I love that because, well, here's, so like in one of the workshops we do, we talk about the different learning styles, right? And what's so funny is I just read some research that like recently came out that, you know, we think there are these learning styles and essentially the research was supporting that we really don't have styles. We just have different ways that our brains can get information, right? So typically how do we teach to most kids? We teach in the style that we're most comfortable with right? Mm-hmm. If I'm a visual learner, I'm going to do things where I'm creating visual images for you to learn because that's how I learn best. So it used to be that when you're talking about like styles, they would say, well, find out your child's style and teach them that style. But now what the research is showing is your child has, like all of us, we have all of, st- all of the style. So if you talk to them or you showed it to them in a very visual way and they say, I don't get it, Usually what we do is we just go, okay, let me try it again. And we do the same exact thing. And they're thinking, um, I didn't say I didn't hear you. Right. <laughs> I didn't get it. That's, those are two different things. So to me, this is what the excitement is about teaching, right? You could, t- okay, that didn't work that tool didn't work. Let us let me go back into my tool belt and take out another tool and try it this way. Like to me, if I tried something one way and like, that's not working, I'm like, Ooh, 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 what can I come up with that? Like, maybe we'll try it like this and see if mm-hmm. they get it that way. And if they don't get it that way, you're like, okay. I, I'm like the challenge is it's all on the challenge for me, right? Like, okay, that didn't work. Okay. Give me one more shot. What about this? Mm-hmm. And then it, again, it's all about finding the way, like finding the puzzle piece that for them goes click. Yeah. That's the excitement of teaching to me, you know, is, is how do you find the way that they learn and speak to them in that language.
1: I and for excited. parents who have multiple children teaching all of the subjects, while that sounds great in theory, yeah. I don't have the time nor the bandwidth because at some point i'm going to have to start dinner i know that my husband is on his way home he he has this strange expectation that he will be fed after a hard day's work and um and so yeah. i think that leads us great into what you actually offer because we're saying yes this is great and if you had infinite amount of time and only one child and so how does that work in the real world so what do you offer parents to help them kind of let's just say outsource the math.
2: So, you know, so what Nicole, the math lady is, is I decided again, when I said I could make videos, I literally took a curriculum. I took the Saxon math curriculum and I stood in front of actually stood in this very room that we're in. Right. And I took the curriculum. I started at third grade and I taught every lesson of the curriculum up to 12th grade, up to the advanced math textbook. And I taught it on video. Now here's one of the cool parts. Again, my passion is math, you know? So uh, like when I teach math, I, I love, like I love doing that thing that we were just talking about. I love going, okay, let's find it. Let's teach it this way. Let's try it this way. Let's also try it this way. Cause we're, we're trying to reach everybody out there, you know? So what parents can do is they can come to our website. It's a membership. So they have access to our site for a year and they can find or use any textbook that their, you know, their students are using. So for single students, we have a single student plan for families. We have a family plan and they are kind of led into the library of videos and the students, rather than saying, okay, Janet, you're going to sit with your student and you're going to talk through the math or just give the student the book. They watch me and I'm having a ball. <laughs> like I'm going to have a great time. You know, like students will say, I felt like you were talking directly to me. And I'm like, yes, that's what I was going for. You know, I, I like, I really do feel like I'm talking to the students. So that's like the, the video portion of it. So I do the teaching. But then, remember I told you, I learned my customer just wasn't the kids. My customer was also the mom who needs to start dinner because maybe her husband's thinking he's going to get fit. See, that doesn't happen in my house yet. Thank goodness. <laughs> my husband, don't, he, yeah, that's not what he looks to be for. Thank goodness. he's He's a cook, so... <laughs> So we also heard from our parents that the grading, we know Saxon math is a rigorous curriculum. It's a lot of practice problems. Keeping on top of the grading can be a challenge. So we wanted to take that away from them. So we created an online grading automated system where students can enter their answers. It'll grade them instantly, but it'll still send that mom as soon as they're done a report. And they'll say, here's how they did on every question. So from that report, the parent can still be that coach that I was talking about, that mm-hmm. we can still be that triangle of support and they can say, okay, I can see you, you had the same problem, you know, you had the same you had the same problem wrong, like twice, the same type of problem. So let's go handle that. You know, they can be more focused and, mm-hmm. and be like, let's put the correction in where it's needed rather than spending their precious time doing all of it. We're here to help and, and take some of that off of the mamas and A few of my papas, you know, so that's that's what we do. And we try to do it like I really believe that, you know, math is all around us. It's in our real world. We're going to make it fun. So we have some things on the site that we do with the kids. We have something called corny brain breaks, which the kids will tell you it's their favorite part, Um, where one day I just decided to take tell my daughter to have her friends come over and we videotape the kids telling jokes to each other and we put them on the site. We thought it'd be a nice little break. Mm -hmm. Well, that has turned into quite the thing because now we do corny brain break drives where the kids film their own videos and they send them in and they put them on the site. And it just adds like lightness to, you know, we know they're working hard, but it's like, hey, you can have fun with math. We're going to that is our whole flavors. We're going to enjoy what we're doing every second of it.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Homeschool Your Way, a podcast by Bookshark be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening now so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you have questions you'd like the hosts to answer or have any feedback about the podcast, please visit bookshark.com podcast to leave your comments. Or you can simply email podcast at bookshark.com.